welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. Very excited to have reality TV star, um, clothing the, the maker, wine distributor, Kristen Doty with us on this episode of Not Too Deep. You know her from Vanderpump Rules. Maybe you know her from her clothing line, James May. And you're about to know a lot about her in her new book in which she reveals all of the salacious scandals, tales, and um, who knows what the fuck of her dating life in her new book coming out in June. Get ready for a very fun episode of Not Too Deep with Kristen Doty. Not, not too deep. The National Outdoor Leadership School, aka Knowles, empowers people to get outside where you can find your purpose, your leadership style, and go beyond your comfort zone. Knowles offers adventure expeditions, wilderness medicine clinics, and basic wilderness safety courses. Their wilderness education experience can transform lives, and you can get 20% off your next Knowles expedition if you go to knowles.edu slash grace nols.edu slash grace offer expires february 29th 2020 terms and conditions apply find your course today i'm so excited that you're here i'm so excited that i'm here um I finally have a, uh yeah i have a billion questions when we've had stassi on before and i am uh the self-proclaimed like bravo freak um you guys just had BravoCon. Yeah. How was that? For people that don't know, that's basically just a convention. It's like Comic-Con for Bravo fans. Yeah, which I can't believe it it's hasn't insane. previously existed. We did a Vandercrawl a couple of years ago in New York. A Vandercrawl. Yeah. So, But that was, was like insane. you guys organized? <laughs> no, it was Bravo. So oh. that, that was like the biggest thing that we've ever done for our show or for Bravo like as a cast. And uh-huh. that was essentially like a five-bar like bar crawl, like bar hopping crawl. And in the theory, fans all knew about it and they were like waiting, you know, lines and lines of people. And that was like complete insanity. But yeah. then then there's BravoCon and that's like Vandercrawl on steroids. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was it overall? It's, it's over the course of a weekend? Yeah, it was over the course of a f- um, two days but we did a lot of stuff. But they also had a thing called Bravo Bazaar mm-hmm. where if you had like products to sell, so we had our Witches of WeHo wine there. Like yeah. Tom and Ariana had the fancy AF like book merch because uh-huh. the book wasn't out yet. And a lot of other Bravo celebrities had, you know, different products they were selling. So that was really cool. But then we did a panel. We previewed the first episode for a giant ballroom of fans and then sat on a panel oh, and my. had to. Was that the first time that questions. you guys saw the episode as well? We saw it a couple of days beforehand so okay. we could be prepared. So you could mentally prepare yourself While for While we're it. all sitting on stage in all of our <laughs> wonderful awkwardness. Well, okay, because that's always my question. Uh, we just had Nene Leakes on an episode and I was asking her about Real Housewives. And she says that she gets to see the episodes a couple days in advance. Mm-hmm. Is that how it works for you guys as well? Yeah, just like a few days ahead of time. So you get to have a couple days of a mental breakdown about <laughs> exactly. how they edit you. So by the time it airs, <laughs> you we, know we're not freaking the fuck out. <laughs> you have when all these people tweets are saved. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just bank everything. You're like, I'm ready to go. I mean, it's. I'm obsessed with it because it's so bonkers to me because I I exist online, but I try to keep my life pretty private. And I respect that you guys put everything out there, but it's not fully in your control because you just are living your lives. (laughs) And then uh, you just hope that like all of the terrible things, like maybe like one thing won't make it, but just be prepared. They're definitely going to. Wow. That's so nuts. Yeah. How do you how does the season prep? Like, how do you guys start? 
um, recording. Do you guys have like pre-production meetings? Do you have no, like... No, we have one right before we've done this every season for eight seasons and we meet with our showrunner. Uh-huh. And it's essentially just a sit down of like, what's going on? Like, tell me tell about me your like, life. What's wow. been happening since the last time? You have a therapy session time. with a showrunner. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which feels like you're but rolling it's not like the therapy dice. for us. Yeah. You're, yeah, exactly. You're like, do I say everything? But if I leave something out and someone else says it, then it's going to come out. At the end of the day, everything will always come out, especially on Vanderpump Rules. So wow. you might as well just speak your piece while you have the moment to do so. Wow. Okay. Talk me through the beginning of. Uh, you coming to LA, you're working at Sir, and you're getting on this reality show. Yeah, I, I mean, you're eight Sir. seasons in. So I worked at Sir for like, I want to say three or four years before Vanderpump Rules. Okay. So Housewives of Beverly Hills started about a year before we did. And Lisa, like, they, she kind of pitched this show idea because at the time it was mostly because of like Katie Stassi and I dating Tom, Tom, and Jax. And then there was Sheena. Yeah, and that was the, the original title, Tom, Tom, and Jax. Right? <laughs> Two Toms and a Jax yeah. and their girlfriends. They're crazy effing girlfriends. And we had a staff meeting one day, which we had never had before. So it was like red flags all over the place. We were Something's all freaking out. out. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we think we had maybe had like 20 employees there at the time. It was really tiny. And and we were given a number and this was everyone that worked there. Like if you want, you, everyone had to come to the meeting, but it was essentially a, a casting process. So we sat down wow. at, at the round table with Lisa and she was like, who are you dating? Who are you best friends with? Who do you hate? <gasps> tell me the drama. Tell me all the gossip. What's going on when you're at work? So she played reality TV producer for all of you guys yeah. in like a cattle call. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like TV central show. casting. Wow. <laughs> so that, and then you just had a choice. If you wanted to be a part of the pilot, you could. And if you didn't, you, you didn't have to. to. And I remember Tom Sandoval and I, in our budding indie acting careers, thinking like, this is a terrible idea. We're never, we're never going to be big movie stars. Like we're never going to win an Oscar if we jump on this trashy reality show. <laughs> Whatever we were thinking in our heads of like Jersey Shore and MTV or the yeah. Hills. And that is really the only thing that we had to gauge it off of yeah. because we were never, we weren't housewives. Right. And we didn't, we weren't really familiar with anything other than those kind of, you know, young adult. Totally. Trashy and you're like, they're going to manipulate us and they're mm-hmm. going to tell our story in a terrible way yeah. when really like we are doing our best. Yeah. And the first season was really they were flies on a wall because they didn't yeah. know how to produce us or, right. or even, you know, like a lot of people think like, oh, well, you're guided or you're asked this. Well, yeah, of course. Now we know how to, it, it's a television show at the sure. end of the day. And we have crews and mm-hmm. you, we have call times because they can't just follow us around 24 seven. But in oh. the beginning, that's kind of what they did. Well, also because the other major kind of vulnerable factor is the restaurant. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever seen a reality show that takes place in a restaurant like right. that before. You know, I've seen scenes from reality uh, shows in restaurants, but right. one that actually like, like rich people having dinner. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Lisa <laughs> Vanderpump at one of her restaurants <laughs> engaging in a conversation in which she is disappointed in someone. Always. Uh, the, <laughs> but so that must have been like a learning curve for everyone involved. Yeah. And it, and it definitely got harder as years passed to continue to work at the restaurant. Oh, right. I mean, yeah. I didn't last very long. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, a testament to your personality that a show that's about a restaurant that you haven't worked at for years, right. you're still a <laughs> cast member. <on>. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, has it, because you guys were all genuine, real friends involved in each other's lives before all of this, mm-hmm. like eight seasons in, how does your real life compare to the TV version of it? I feel like now, I mean, this is our life. 
Yeah. It, it used to be like, we're filming for three months, you take time off. Right. But now when we're filming and we're airing 21 episodes plus reunions, yeah. that's months and months and months of airing and months and months of filming. So there's very little time off. Yeah. And what they've been doing as of late, like in the last couple of years, is when we do have that time off, if something is going on, they're going to grab a producer cam and they're going to come and they're doing meet a special. If someone's right. getting married, if someone's getting engaged, right. there's well, going to be a spinoff. Like, for example, my book cover, mm-hmm. we, when we did the photo shoot, granted, we don't know for a fact if we're picked up for a season nine. We'd all like to hope so. Yeah. But just in case, they brought a producer cam to my book cover shoot because they're like, well, this is a big moment. We don't want to miss this Mm -hmm. and like talk about it later or do a pickup later. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I'm glad you brought up your book because (laughs) that's something we need to talk about. (laughs) Uh, You have a book that is available for pre-order right now. Yes. Comes out in June. June 2nd. Um, By the time this podcast airs, the book cover, I just saw it looks absolutely stunning. Thank you. Will be released. What's that? Well, one, I have 10,000 questions mm-hmm. about the fact that you've lived in so many, um, you've just lived your life on, uh, on TV and you really put it all out there, whether you wanted to or not, relationship wise. Um, and so this book, how do you describe it for people? This book is by far the most vulnerable thing I've ever done. Really? Even beyond Vanderpump Rules. Because okay. of course- it's it's a book of all of my entire dating history from like my first kiss to where I'm at right now, which mm-hmm. is single and figuring it out and like on this self-love journey and and who is the one? Do I know him? Do I not know him yet? I don't know. Like I'm yeah. just trying to, you know, 36 years old, like just figuring it out. You're it's okay that it- I'm not married. It's okay that I don't have kids. It's okay that I'm not like all of my cast members or people from back home. Sure. But it's definitely the most vulnerable because we talk about so many things you don't see on Vanderpump Rules, obviously, mm-hmm. but we talk about all the things you have seen on Vanderpump Rules, but yeah. maybe the voice I didn't get to have. Right. That you're in control of the narrative. Yeah. That's very but cool. But it's blunt, blunt and blunt and bluntly honest. And it's it's facetious. It's very comedic. My writing partner is a comedic genius when it comes to, you know, writing books. She's written many books. Yeah. Who's your writing partner? Um, her name is Michelle Alexander. So she wrote How to Lose Guy in 10 Days. That, you know, subtle There's thing that. that maybe a couple <laughs> people have heard about at some point in their lives. Right. So it's it's half like your story and half like dating advice at the same time. Yeah. It's all my stories. They're all my okay. personal stories. So Michelle's just helping, has helped me facilitate like how to express mm-hmm. those stories in a way that's like fun for the reader. That is, it, it paints a picture for sure. Like you could see this on a on a television show or like in a film yeah. so but it's also very universal because as we were as I started telling Michelle all these different stories she was like dude you've lived 18 fucking lifetimes <laughs> like this is crazy and it's for the girls that are single it's for the girls that have been married and divorced it's the girls who are like looking for the one or the mm-hmm. ones that have been cheated on or have been the cheaters and I've done most of those things. So I just think (laughs) they're all very, all of those. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's just, they're all universal truths that what, if you haven't been through it, you know, someone who has Yeah, your girlfriend, your mom, your sister, whoever. I think it's really smart, especially because, you know, your storyline on reality TV, everyone has to take with a grain of salt because it's presented for salacious reasons. It's Mm -hmm. presented for entertainment. It's presented for people to get upset for one way or another about they, they don't have time to show a 3d human being out of all of us exactly they, they make you have to be one-dimensional there's especially now when we have a cast of like 75 million <laughs> yeah exactly they're gonna take the one crazy thing about you and then like spin it as much as they can and so it, i think it's really cool that you get the opportunity to actually like 
have some space mm-hmm. in a book to put it all out there to be like, and I'm not saying is- I'm not crazy. I'm just owning yeah. my crazy. I think everyone's crazy, but we are. to have like the context for the crazy is the most important yeah. factor. It's go, not always our fault. I think when people <laughs> read it, they're going to go, oh, I get it now. It all makes sense now. Okay. Yeah, I just want everyone to relate to it. That's what I'm most excited about. Is there, without divulging too much, mm-hmm. um, a chapter or a story that you're the most nervous about? revealing yeah i mean it's like i said other than the entire thing (laughs) right i mean it is there are so many like comedic and facetious and sarcastic aspects of it but it's not just like a fluff book right there's a lot of really deep moments there's things i've never talked about publicly in my entire life wow like when my my sister is actually doing illustrations for the book so i'm really excited about that that's cool and so i said she's as she's been doing this these illustrations we're giving her a list of them i'm like it'd be so much easier if you just read like the first version of our manuscript so I sent it to her and there was one chapter that she knew nothing about. Really? Because no, really no one does. Wow. So it, there what are definitely her- some really deep moments that are, you know, like a little jarring, a little maybe a little heavier, but just very real. And I think those things are important because if I were leaving one little piece out, then I wouldn't be being completely authentic and honest with the reader. Yeah. That's so cool. Also, I'm very nervous yeah. and excited for you. That's so, so I mean, fun. now that I've written it, there's like, there's nothing that's going to like throw me off. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm prepared for the interviews. I'm prepared for the headlines. I'm prepared for the questions. But like once I wrote it and just really, you know, authentically got it off of my chest, I'm ready to roll. Yeah. It's cool. No, that you're like, it's all out there. I think there. it's important. Yeah. It's almost like uh, by being the most vulnerable, you're also creating a body of armor for Absolutely. yourself. You're like, totally. I'm the most prepared. I have all my weapons and I am the most vulnerable you've ever seen like, me. I got to say it first. So here it is. Yeah. My version, the my real truth. Let's roll. <laughs> Do you get caught up in reading gossip blogs and reading? Hell yeah. Yeah, really? Of so- course. <laughs> I mean, oh God, I I commend anyone who's on television that swears they've never Googled themselves or they don't read their Google alerts. Like, good for you if you're being fucking honest, but I definitely don't believe you. I don't take it as harshly as I used to anymore because I can handle the trolls now. Mm -hmm. I'm more defensive over people insulting my friends Mm. than I am insulting me because I'm like, your sad life behind your laptop, you know, in middle America, it's just... It's fine, but I still read about it. Oh, of course. I mean, there's also, I mean, there's a sense of curiosity. It's Mm -hmm. also like the people that hate so hard care enough to hate so hard. So there's like a deeper level of like, if you really didn't care about me, you couldn't have the capacity to hate me this much. Right, exactly. (laughs) And I mean, I think the things that, it's not even the trolls that bother me. It's the quote unquote journalists on Mm. from certain tabloids or like dot coms. Yeah that don't want to really tell a story. They just kind of want to take what their opinion is without fact behind it and then write this like supposedly like factual article that other people on the internet, just random fans or viewers will read this and think that this is fact because it's coming from, you know, a journalist. So supposedly, and I've had a few of those lately, like someone, someone wrote an article saying, um, I, I had tweeted out, someone asked me about, about my ghostwriter. And I said, I actually don't have a ghostwriter. I have a co-author. Mm-hmm. Her name's on the cover. Yeah, she's We're a very- We're 50-50 partners. We've written this entire book together. Not no a ghost, one, an actual human. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. She's not anonymous. Yeah. And then there was a, a dot-com like sort of tabloid that said, someone should explain to Kristen Doty what a ghostwriter is. Because obviously Michelle has written this book for me and I'm just taking the credit for it. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, someone tell your 
want to be journalists, but a ghostwriter is because <laughs> a ghostwriter is someone who's anonymous. So it's things like that when they affect like my, my businesses, things yeah. that I've worked so hard for, my book, my clothing line, all of that stuff. That's what gets to me. Yeah. But like, call me crazy because you saw something on TV. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked like, I looked like an insane person. I'm a psychopath. <laughs> I get it. I own that. Absolutely. But when you take down the things that I am professional about, that's yeah. petty and that's, you know, do your research. Exactly. Um, okay. I want to get into all of the businesses that you have going on, but we're going to take a break in a second. I just want to know, um, did you have a person that you were most excited to meet at BravoCon? There were a lot of people. I, was really I know. That's, I could. Meet. I mean, I'm obsessed with all Real Housewives. So being like, in the green room before the big watch what happens live was one of the most surreal moments of my life. Like I, I don't watch all of the housewife shows, sure. but I know who everyone is. Uh -huh. And when you're just standing in this like back ballroom sort of area and you see every single famous Bravo library you've ever looked at before during and you know Vanderpump yeah. rules I'm just like what the hell is going on and they they knew who you are like you know oh it's my god just, yeah it was pretty surreal have you had one in doing like watch what happens live or any of that like that you couldn't believe that you sat down next to like if I met Ramona in real life yeah. I think I would lose my goddamn mind I think it'd be like blink for me in person and then I'll <laughs> lose my mind <laughs> Uh, Vanessa Bayer and Bobby Moynihan. And I got to do it oh. twice with Vanessa Bayer. And I was like, you know who I am? That's insane. Like, you watch my show? Like, this is crazy. That oh, that's cool. so fun. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to talk about all these side business businesses, all these side hustles. We'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Not Too Deep. What's crazy? The biggest risk in life is not taking one, and that's why Knowles, the National Outdoor Leadership School, empowers people to get outside where you can find your purpose, leadership style, and go beyond your comfort zone. Knowles believes in the wilderness and experiential learning. The outdoors is the best classroom in the world. Founded in 1965, Knowles is the leader in wilderness education, serving over 350,000 students since it opened. Knowles offers adventure expeditions, wilderness medicine clinics, and basic wilderness safety courses. Students can choose from 16 campuses around the world where they embark on extended wilderness adventures ranging from one week in duration up to a full year. Instructors teach outdoor skills from backpacking to sea kayaking to rock climbing and mountaineering in the world's most spectacular mountain ranges. Knowles is known for its proven leadership curriculum that teaches personal leadership styles, teamwork, and decision-making that can be easily applied to everyday life. Their wilderness education experience can transform lives. To get started, take advantage of 20% off your next Knowles expedition. Go to Knowles, N-O-L-S slash grace. That's knowles.edu slash grace. Offer expires February 29th, 2020. Terms and conditions apply. Find your course today. Not, not too deep. Would you buy a t-shirt for $50 if you knew it only cost $7 to make? I would not. And with Everlane, you never overpay for quality clothes. Everlane only makes premium essentials using the finest materials without traditional markups. They want you to know what you're paying for and why. So they tell you their real costs and are radically transparent about every step in their process, from the materials they use to the ethical factories they work with 
with. No matter your style or preference, Everlane's clothes look better, they cost less, and they last longer because Everlane sells directly to you. Their prices are 30 to 50% lower than traditional retailers. Essentials like their Cotton Crew t-shirt are exactly what they should be. Versatile, simple, stylish, and made from quality materials. And right now, you can check out our personalized collection over at everlane.com slash grace. Plus, you'll get free shipping on your first order. That's everlane.com slash grace, everlane.com slash grace. All right, let's talk about James May. Let's talk about the wine. Um, This must be bonkers to you that like suddenly you have, you're an entrepreneur, you have 10,000 businesses as a side hustle. It's crazy, but this is why I did reality television. I mean, I didn't do it for my health. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no one does it for for my my mental (laughs) well-being. (laughs) I couldn't afford therapy, so I got cast in a reality television show. No, this Uh, is, it's for the platform. It's to do, I did Vanderpump Rules to like, have these businesses, have these opportunities, have these platforms, and then to afford to be able to do things for other people too. So what's the t-shirt company? Um, James May. That is like my baby. From yeah. The How did this start? I started it. I tried to start it years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. I, but I just knew that that's what I wanted. I'm like, it's what I wear. It's my uniform. Yeah. And I, I thought I had a lot of really great ideas. I didn't know a lot about graphic design or business for that matter. Yeah. So it kind of took a little bit of a plunge, but it was the best learning curve and I needed that to grow. And yeah. so then a few years later, um, actually last June was when we launched, relaunched James May. My business partner, Megan and I, she's been in the fashion, fashion industry for like six, seven years. And she knew that side of it. I knew the creative side of it. I knew I had the platform to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how we began. And now we're going in a year and a half later, getting ready to go into spring and summer and already planning fall for next year. And so cool. Kind of trying to branch out as not just someone from Vanderpump Rules who has this t-shirt line, but right. as as like a standalone fashion brand. Well, it's great because it's not your name, right? So right. you've created this whole brand that is independent of you as Kristen on reality television. Exactly. Um, it's super cool also because, no offense, you seem like the person that takes drugs and goes to festivals. <laughs> and so this t-shirt line feels very in line with that. That's sort of aesthetic. Get those festival goers <laughs> getting it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very like hippie, dippy, like rocker, boho, chic, classic rock inspired. Yeah. Just casual. Everything I love. Yeah. It's like an easy go-to shirt that's not what my go-to is, which is normally sweatpants and like a stained t-shirt. Like it's purposeful. <laughs> you can wear it with sweatpants. There you though. go. There you go. <laughs> you can wear t-shirts with anything. How has the learning curve been on starting that kind of business? I mean, it's, it's been such a rad experience because we're doing our own cut and sew. So essentially for listeners that don't know what that means, like we have a manufacturer in downtown LA. Okay. We make everything in LA for the most part. We have like one thing that we source out, um, but we're literally bringing them like, we kind of like this cut, but we want to change these parts to it. This is the fabric we want. This is the wash we're going to do. So we're doing everything ourselves, which is so like exhilarating and like liberating and just, you know, you feel so It's proud. your brainchild. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, you know, creating all of these designs by ourselves. For the most part, Megan, my partner and I actually, we have a one graphic designer who's a woman, mm-hmm. a friend of ours, because she really gets our vibe. And yeah. I think it's important to like kind of keep our team female driven. Cool. And, but for the most part, Megan and I are actually doing these by ourselves, like on Photoshop. That's awesome. So it's just like, yeah, I'm just so proud. Um, Very and we're, cool. we have a, 
few things in our collection. We have a sustainable collection. So oh, it's cool. made from plastic water bottles and like yarn or fabric Wait. scraps from the bottom of our manufacturing floor. And then they create yarn with that. What? Yeah. Wait, plastic water bottles? Yeah. In so, a shirt? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yes, yeah, so we have a tank top. Like our, we have tank tops and we have a sweatshirt, and the tank tops are five plastic water bottles each. That's okay. That's yeah. some witchcraft that yeah. uh, I'm down for. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So we like did a, a big beach cleanup last year. We've done a couple of those. Cool. Hence my water bottle that has. So we yeah. carry this everywhere. Oh, very cool. Oh, a James May water bottle. A James May water bottle because say no to plastic. That's yeah. awesome. As so. I'm just like covered in <laughs> plastic casings. Um, speaking of witchy. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about basic witch potion number one. It's the this best is... Pinot Grigio on the planet, damn yeah. it. Okay, so you and Katie and Stasi started a started making wine. Yeah. How? Wh- how? Uh, so knocking, <laughs> Asking for yeah. a friend, aka myself and my best friend. You're like, like to we want to make a wine yeah. line. Uh, knocking Point Winery, they're out of Walla Walla, Washington. Uh-huh. They do a lot of, I guess, like celeb collabs and things like that. Okay. So... They came to us and just said, we really like your brand and you guys obviously love wine and we think this yeah. could be something really cool. Are you interested? And after we left our first meeting, the three of us literally went to like our favorite bar in West Hollywood, sat there for like an hour and a half and designed the label. That's like, cool. Right there. And then like from scratch, we were like, this is what it needs to look like. This is the font and it has to say this on the back and like we need this aesthetic from it to really scream that this is like who we are and what we want it to look like. Yeah. And then they said, what kind of wine do you want? We knew the Pinot Grigio was number one, thanks to Stasi's tagline. (laughs) (laughs) And we just thought it was the perfect like jumping off point for Witches of WeHo. And then we did a wine tasting and chose the wine and kind of rolled from there. That's so cool. Potion number one sold out faster than any of their celeb collab brands have like thus far. Wow. So then we've rolled on to potion number two, uh, the Basic Witch Rosé. So that's where we're at now. Is there a potion number three in the world? I don't know. Okay. Maybe. We'll, just, we'll leave it to chance. We'll see. see. I happens. mean, you'll see a lot of things on the season of Vanderpump Rules as far as, how. You okay. Know. I want to know um, how the stress factory is on being friends in real life, mm-hmm. being friends on TV, and being friends in business. Like, that must put a huge strain on you guys. Yeah. I will say when it came to the wine... It was the one thing, whether we were fighting or not, that we all always agreed on. Yeah. That we never fought about. <laughs> That's true friendship. When you like, agree you know on what I mean? Wine. We can agree <laughs> on the wine. Yeah. Like, we always were all on the same page about what kind it was, how we were going to promote it, what did it look like. Yeah. We were all excited about it. Um, but obviously, when <laughs> it's no, it's no shocker that, you know, we're not in the same place that we were in before, the girls sure. and I. So that can take a toll, you know, on that. For me, this wine is just as important to me as James May is. Mm -hmm. So I put in the same amount of effort as I do with my own company, even if I'm doing it on my own. Yeah. Because I'm really, again, this is something I'm so proud of. Like, we did this by ourselves, you guys. Like, with this winery, essentially, this is our baby together. And I think it's important. And it's so damn good. Well, there you go. I mean, the the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the tannins. The... (laughs) um, but that's very cool that you're able to kind of put emotional stuff to the side and focus on business yeah, occasionally. Business is business. Are you, do you get nervous because everyone's in your, speaking of business, mm-hmm. before a season starts? Like, how do you prep for, I mean, by the time this podcast airs, I think the season will have started yeah. a couple weeks in. Mm-hmm. Um, what's at this state, at the end of December filming, recording this, 
what, how do you prep to get started for a new season of Vanderpump? If there is any prep, drink you just a shit ton of wine <laughs> and just cross drink, your fingers and Drink toast. your own wine, just roll around in your own t-shirts. Hope for the hope for the best. <laughs> Expect the worst. Brand whore the hell out of yourself so you have something positive to hang on to. And you, plan a couple vacations. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. Preferably um, with your phone on your phone on airplane mode, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say, what do you cut yourself off on tweeting, live tweeting as episodes go up? I I try so hard to be like, okay, episode one, here we go. Get everyone to watch it. Hashtag pump rules, guys. Let's do it. Yeah. And then so by optimistic. Like, I'm like episode four. I'm like, I can't fucking do this anymore. <laughs> Maybe I'll tweet tomorrow. Like I'm not even going to watch it tonight. I'll okay. just say we no longer do cast viewing parties the same way we did season one. <laughs> I can understand that. Season one, we were like pizza party at Sheena's house. Hell yeah, everyone. <laughs> And now we're like, don't talk to me for two months. Yeah. Like you were a soccer team that was like, we're getting pizza after the game. <laughs> yeah. And now you're like, we're in college. No, everyone hates each other. <laughs> exactly. Um, you were, uh, your, your good friend is in comedy and you were in a sketch comedy group. Are you still in that world? I'm not, but we are doing, I'm joining Rachel, uh, Rachel O'Brien. I'm joining her on a few like of her, po- like a leg of her podcast tour. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we're doing, we have like four dates right now through between January and March. Very cool. So we're going to, it'll be like Rachel doing stand up for however long. And then we're doing a live podcast. So I think that's going to be really fun. Very fun. We, we're just planning everything right now. Like what games we're going to play? What are we going to do? Like, how are we going to map the it all out? Cause it's all unedited. <laughs> it's all unfiltered. <laughs> Um, I do want to ask, because you did say that you were single, what mm-hmm. is dating life like? Is it just the no fucking worse? <laughs> kind of, yeah, because I, I don't know. Well, you're dating your work right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't have time for anything other than the book right now. Yeah. Well, you that's know. that's actually safe yeah. and good. Like Carter and I are trying to maintain some sort of a friendship because we do have our dogs together. And okay. I Like, I would never, you know, they live with me. I would never take them away from him. I think it's sure. important to try to maintain as easily as we can based on whoever's emotional that day. Oh, totally. My ex-boyfriend watches my dog. Yeah. When I go out of town. So it's, yeah, it's trying to keep this like modern, uh, normalcy for the sake of dogs. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Also, it must be nuts that everyone's just in your business about that all the time. Yeah, of course. But I mean, I, 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 you know, that's what I put my life out there for. I can't be mad when people are asking questions about something that's going on. Well, they're about to I be just, more in the business. Get yeah. that book. Sure. Are. <laughs> no one is safe. I'm like Taylor Swift right now. Like, yeah, no one you, is safe. So my friend Mamie wrote a book a couple years ago and my friend Hannah also, and sh- both of them had to send chapters to me to like approve of because they were like personal stories that mm-hmm. I was involved in. Did you have to send chapters to exes? Oh, no. There no. are no oh. names in the book. <laughs> It is a free for all. I did reach out to certain people in my past, like high school boyfriends and things like that, that I still keep in touch with as friends. Uh And I've reached out. I'm like, do you remember like this one night? And I'm just like, this, like any more details? That's the best way to start a conversation. Do you remember this one night? And they they do. Like my, my, like, I guess I would call him like my high school sweetheart. I called him about a certain night that happened. I was like, so I'm writing this book. There's this night I'm gonna write about. He's like, yeah. I know exactly what night it is. He knew. He knew. He's like, I've written this chapter in my head he knew, for years. He knew what he did, and he knew that I was gonna write about it. 
But it's like when it's that far back in their past, they're like almost excited about it. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, I if I were any of these guys in my book, I would not be like bragging. <laughs> no, no, but it's also but good for you. it's slight positive confirmation that you also remember that that happened the mm-hmm. way it happened. That they're like, cool, I'm exactly not living in a fantasy happened. land. Yeah. All right, cool. We remember this. I mean, also, yeah, what a weird uh, humble brag to be like, I'm, you know, John Doe number two in yeah. Kristen's book. I made her fucking crazy. Congratulations <laughs> to me. Pat on the back. Okay, we're going to take one more break. And when we get back, we have a bunch of Twitter and Instagram questions for you Kristen so we'll be right back with more not too deep it's 2020 and guess what all that stuff in your home that you didn't use in 2019 It's probably still there, taking up space, being useful to absolutely no one, including yourself. So don't let another year go by. Just sell it on Mercari. Mercari is the selling app that makes selling almost anything fast and easy. Here's where you begin. You just go through your home. You find all the stuff you didn't use in 2019, the phone in the drawer, the jeans you wore that one time, that handbag that you didn't even know was in the back of your closet. Listing takes just minutes. You take a few pics, you add a description, and boom, your item is connected to millions Millions of buyers on the app. Mercari will even email you a shipping label when it sells. Everything ships, so there are no awkward meetups with strangers. Hooray! The app has over 500,000 reviews on the App Store with an average 4.8 star rating, so why not give it a try? Ring in the new year with less stuff in your home and more money in your pocket with Mercari. That's M-E-R-C-A-R-I, Mercari, the selling app. Okay, Kristen, before we get into these Twitter questions and Instagram questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions that I ask every single guest that is on the podcast. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Oh. (laughs) I mean, I'm just going to be really transparent. Thank you. Mr. President. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a a very common answer. And I I think- Maybe a couple of the guys in my book. <laughs> they, yeah, there you go. Um, okay, the other question that I ask every single guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or close call, but you can only use uh, three words or three small phrases or a combination. So mine, um, for instance, is college jogging front lawn. I can see you are going through a Rolodex <laughs> not, in no, your no. mind. <laughs> There's no, it's, it's only one and it's there. <laughs> It seems like it's very vivid. It is. <laughs> Squatting, okay. Runyon Canyon. Oh, <laughs> runs in Canyon. Yep. Oh, no. I hope no one saw me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the perfect place to do it. Picture of health. Um, okay, let's get into these Twitter and Instagram questions. The first is, what will you do after Vanderpump? From Nikki. And that's, I mean, you were saying that you guys don't even know if you guys get picked up for another season, right? Yeah, so you guys we never sit know. In this, we just hope. You sit in this weird purgatory. That's why it's important. Important. It's why it's important <laughs> to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, to have other pots so, on the stove. Yeah. I want, I want this, I know the book will do well and we want the book to become a television show. Oh, cool. So that's our, that's our grand plan. How do you not have your own podcast right now? That's a question from Grace Helbig <laughs> to you. <laughs> I think I talk a little too fast. <laughs> like, I can't understand you. Write it down. 
Um, Katie wants to know to ask about Britney's Mima's beard cheese. Oh my God, it is the tits. It is so good. <laughs> I tried I tried recreating it for Britney one time. It was actually, I think it was on the show. It was like a few years ago when we had her like fuck Jack's party. Yeah. <laughs> and we got <laughs> we got the recipe I've- from her mama and and she was like, oh, it's so good. It's not the same, but it's so good. I'm like, I know. And at Jackson Brittany's wedding, um, they had made it in batches and we each had like a little tub of it in our hotel uh, or in our castle room. So Oh, right. I they just, got like, married in a castle in yeah, Kentucky somewhere. I just <laughs> ate it with a spoon all weekend oh, long. I mean, it sounds, if I, my gastrointestinal system didn't explode at the thought <laughs> of cheese, I would love it. Um... Bebe Mala wants to know what is the thing you're most nervous or scared to see in the new season of Vanderpump Rules? Uh, I mean, it's got to be a little bit of fear of the unknown. Just like when I'm drunk and I fall a lot, it's just like a little <laughs> embarrassing. And I've already seen one on the trailer. One of my one of my girlfriends was like, "Oh my god, who was that that fell?" I'm like, "Who do you think?" Like, I, I think I was sober in that moment, too. I'm pretty sure we had just gotten to the bar and I fell on my ass. But it just, it, I am who I am, you know? Baby giraffe on ice skates. I could not relate more to yeah. you. I always say I'm like a newborn deer trying to stand up on <laughs> yes. ice all the time. I have so many bruises on my knees as a 34-year-old woman that it's like, should be embarrassing. We're, we're two peas in a pod. Right, that I don't play recreational sports. I shouldn't have <laughs> no. these many bruises. <laughs> But that also must be, do you guys get any say to go to a producer? You can't use that. Or, okay, so I've heard. If you were to, they would be like, and and we're using that. that. (laughs) And that's in the trailer. Because I've heard the mythology of like people that used to be on the real world that they would like pat their mic to fuck with the sound so that what they're talking about doesn't get used or they'd like put up middle fingers in front of their face so that they blur it out. Do you guys have systems for that? In the past, I mean, I don't do it anymore because. I, I mean, you have to be professional or like they'll just boot you. Everyone's yeah. replaceable. They, they, don't, they don't care. But yeah. I've definitely gotten in trouble in the past where I'm like, I don't, I'm like camera, 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 camera. I just say <laughs> over and over. I'm like production, production. I like de-mic myself. Like I have done some really asshole things in the past to my crew. Like so fucking disrespectful. Like put my hand in front of the lens. They're like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm taking my life into my own hands. Those were my real crazy Kristen <laughs> moments. And they're like, this is gold. Let her do it. Let her do yeah. it. Let her touch the camera. It's all good. I think they would just air it now. That's the difference. I know. <laughs> That's why I feel like all of those, like what would be, you know, taboo moments are just like the perfect gold for them to use yeah. in the they're show. They're like, break the fourth wall. Don't care. We don't want to miss that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing that you could do that could bother them the most is just sit quietly and do yeah. absolutely nothing. Exactly. And they'd be like, she's just protesting. I don't, just like, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I just like sit Indian style on the ground with my arms folded like, just, with a piece of scotch tape over my mouth. You like, just start meditating and they're like, this is, she's really, she fucking got us. God damn it. Uh, someone to know, what is the favorite, your favorite city that you've been to and what was the best thing that you've eaten there? Hmm. So I've always said San Francisco is my favorite. Okay. Until I just spent a like five days in Denver recently. Mm. And I fell in love with Denver. I've been to Denver before, but just kind of like passing through or like a couple days mm-hmm. and actually getting to spend like five full days there was, uh, it's just like my, it's my jam. I wish beautiful. it weren't cold all the time yeah. or ever. And I might love it more than LA. Um, 
The food and it was fine. I don't know. I think I'm a vegetarian. Right, right, right. Um, they were fairly vegetarian friendly, but like, there's no place like home. You know, yeah, LA your, is the best. It's LA, your vegetarian capital. Yeah, for sure. How long have you been vegetarian? Since I was 11, so 25 years. At 11 years old, yeah. you went to your parents and said, yes. no more animals. Yeah, my grandparents, so I'm from Michigan, and my grandparents were snowbirds, so okay. they did like half the year in Florida and half the year in Michigan. See, I'm dating a guy from Florida, and I've only learned the term snowbirds in the last six months. Mm -hmm. so. That's what they do. It's okay. kind of like the New York, Miami thing, yes. but for like non-model actors. <laughs> For like normal Midwest people, yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. we'll just go to Tampa, yeah. you know, Clearwater. Uh -huh. And so we were, I'll never forget, it was like in fifth or sixth grade. And I found out that dolphin meat could possibly be in cans of tuna, even though I never ate tuna anyway. And I was just like, that's what? it. Never again. Like they accidentally like, oh, that's disgusting. And I was so angry and that I just like never touched it again. So from 11 years old mm -hmm. because of dolphins. Yeah. Is this proven though? Is this, on, <laughs> is this a real thing? Like, it's like don't, a thing back in the day. They said there could have been dolphin mean tuna because <laughs> they would like set these like tuna nets up. Oh. And if they caught something else than they did. And I just thought a it was giant like, dolphin. So, yeah. I just thought it was so cruel. And yeah. now it just grosses me out. I mean, the the closest I get to meat at all is if my dogs are sick. I'm like, my dogs are not vegan. And anyone yeah. who says their dogs are vegan are total fucking psychopaths. <laughs> but like I I've had to boil chicken for an upset stomach, but I yeah. wear I just wear like the dishwashing gloves. No, that's my friend Mamrie does the same thing. She's vegetarian, she's been vegan, and when her dog has an upset stomach, she literally makes her chicken. Yeah. And she's, I'm like, all right. You I try love. to just go to Gelson's to like the salad bar where yeah. it's like already cooked it's and already cubed done. and cold. <laughs> but if I don't, then you know. But that's bonkers since 11 years old. Mm -hmm. Wow. I just don't know any differently. You know? Yeah. No, at this point, it's like you're not missing out, especially because there's so many advancements in like the plant-based meat. Plant-based, yeah. Yeah. That like Beyond Meat is Impossible now- Burger. Uh, oh. They're all, it's in every like fast food restaurant now. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's taking over. Um, someone's know if you could do anything in the world for a career, if Vanderpump Rules didn't happen, what would you do? Make my book into a television show and produce and <laughs> cast it. <laughs> so I've had dreams go. about casting it before. It's like really, really trippy. Yeah. Who would you get to play you? I don't know. I my I mean, obviously, I if you this. weren't playing you. Yeah, I would never play me. It would be so much more fun. I don't know. Because I, I think it would, because of it evolves over so many different ages. Yeah. So I would have to like find like the one that's like mm -hmm. the late twenties, early thirties, Kristen, and then start casting based off of whoever that is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, so I feel I, like it'd be like an up and comer though, you know, someone that's not a name. Mm -hmm. Give someone an opportunity. Yeah, the way Bravo Make her gave famous you. on Netflix. <laughs> exactly the way Bravo gave me that opportunity. Um, okay, on Twitter, Marco wants to know which other reality show would you like to host. Or I'm going to expand this. Okay. Which other reality show would you want to be on? I would want to be on Southern Charm. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They I, have the best time ever. They have the best <laughs> time. And they don't have to, like, be broke waiters and waitresses. But they're basic. They're essentially us, but, like, rich Southern people. And I'm friends with a lot of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they I just have think silver it's, spoons. It's, like, the most fun show ever. <laughs> Yeah, have you guys, uh, I mean, you guys must create like a Bravo family, like camaraderie with each other. Absolutely. And even some of like Bachelor Nation too. Like, I'm not like the Sheena of, of you know, going yeah. out with all of these guys. But 
<laughs> she she had a roster for like a hot minute for sure. I get it. I mean, but it's nice to be friends with people that are on reality TV because no one understands what we do. Oh yeah, except for us. It's and you can just be so thing. transparent about complaining or mm-hmm. or being excited about things or telling secrets to each other because no one's yeah. going to tell. Yeah. Because it's against your contracts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kings of Spade wants to know, are you living your life to the fullest? That's a hard hells, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Why not? I feel like 2020 is big year for you. It's going to be big year. I'm excited. Maybe not January, though. I heard that there's like a lunar eclipse in January that's going to like really fuck with everyone's emotions. Oh, yeah. You're very witchy. Yeah. Like, so today is 12-12. It's a full moon. Okay. And if you believe in tell any me, of this. Yeah, I do. So I, I do tarot. I do all of it. So tell me okay. everything that's happening. 2019. It, the numerology is 12. Okay. So essentially it's 12-12-12 today. And okay. it's the last full moon of the decade. Today? Uh-huh. All Tonight. right. So what does that mean? Yeah. It's well, that's what I asked. It's okay for so everyone I asked, to be crazy. Yeah. She, well, <laughs> I, I text one of my girlfriends who's sort of like um like a love and business like mentor of mine. Uh-huh. Um, like very metaphysical and like spiritual. And I was like, Sarah, what does this mean? What do I need to do? And she yeah. goes, breathe. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. Just breathe. And she was like, enjoy because it's supposed to be a very positive full moon. But she was like, come January, this lunar eclipse is going to happen and everyone's going to be emotional as fuck and it's going to throw you. It's going to be like your love and love and like personal relationships versus your work. And it's all this crazy shit's going to happen. So just prepare for it. Just be aware that it's like, you know, when Mercury is in retrograde and you're like, fuck. Yeah. But it's like, if you know it's about to happen. You just kind of can roll with it a little bit easier. Yeah. So it's like doomsday prepping. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Very excited about January 2020. (laughs) Feeling very content about it. Feeling very secure. But right after January is February and we're all going to be okay. So there's that. (laughs) There we go. Okay. Last question um, from Brune T. Bibi. Where's the strangest place that you have cried? Other than the Sir bathroom? (laughs) Or the parking lot or anywhere at Sir ever. I'm like, where have I not cried? Um, I, I've, I've cried in a lot of a lot of places, guys. <laughs> I've cried. I cried um, hiking in the Pacific Palisades or Will Rogers. Oh. I cried because there's like this bridge that I didn't know about, this little tiny like suspension bridge. And I had a full-fledged meltdown. <laughs> um, I've cried on a kayak. My first time kayaking because I don't like fish. And I had another, that was a full-fledged meltdown. I made my friend turn around and take me back to shore. I feel like your second book should be called Full-Fledged Meltdown. Lots of those. (laughs) Um, Okay, one more last question. Um, Meaning of life, says Gigi the Great, 1000. You tell me. I don't figuring it out. Oh, a lot of people actually, I'm going to condense a question. Um, Your hangover cure. If you have one. Definitely Mexican Coca-Cola. Okay. Is a dream. Mm-hmm. A shit ton of water. Okay. But I'm not, I'm like the opposite of the fast food person. I do cucumbers and watermelon. Wow. So you go light, light, light. Well, it's just like hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Okay. I mean, and if you have to puke, let it out and go back to sleep. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Puke and don't rally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not a fan of puking and rallying unless I'm on vacation. There you go. Like let your body fucking rest. Yeah. Like, especially I'm 36. I'm almost 37. Like I can't puke and rally anymore. <laughs> like, it's not cute for me to do this no, anymore. It's weird. Meanwhile, cut to the trailer of the <laughs> season of yeah. Vanderpump Rules of you falling down. <laughs> yeah. Except on like Jackson Brittany's bachelor party. 
<laughs> it happens. Yeah. Um, Kristen, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, babe. Before you go, every guest that's on the podcast gets a personalized fortune cookie from us to them. So you're Amaze. welcome to open it. I don't know if it's vegan, so but maybe don't I'm eat it. I'm not vegan. It's oh, okay. okay. Cool, you're not one of those. What, the, what does this fucking mean? When I break the cookie, oh, and yeah. the fortune. We like to prank inside. everyone. It's, uh, it's are a, you being so, oh, okay? I yeah, like, it's in there. I'm like, I'm like is this bad? In there, right? Is this bad luck? <laughs> it's the Mercury in retrograde. The Moon is fucking all of us. Okay, it's not a short fortune. Our prediction for Basic Witch Potion number six: Sprite flavored wine. Ooh, that's a good hangover cure. There you go. But mostly Sprite. Actually, it's just Sprite we poured into an empty bottle of Prosecco. Please try it and give us money. There you go. Done. I should have read That's... it quietly and not told people. <laughs> that was me pitching to you on our version is... of Shark Tank right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where can people find you, find the book, find everything in 2020? At Kristen Doty, D-O-U-T-E, on all social media platforms, jamesmae.co on Instagram, jamesmae.co on the web cool um and then the book he's making you crazy available for pre-order on amazon and we like that hashtag hmyc so let's get that rocking and rolling yeah pre-order now it's out in june and otherwise get ready for the next season of vanderpump rules off we go here we go thank you kristen (laughs) this was super fun we'll see you guys next time on another episode of not too deep goodbye too deep too deep too deep not too deep deep. with grace helbig Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer Melissa D. Montz, camera operator Katrina Henning, edited by Shireen Lani Yunus, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. (laughs) 